Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. Uh, today we are going to be discussing KiwiSaver and what the actual fuck has happened to it over the past, I guess, couple of weeks. Um, I'm excited. There's going to be a whole lot of things that we can all take from this. Um, and I'm excited that it will hopefully provide a sense of calm and clarity to you all. So let's get into it. So I guess the purpose of this episode will be to go over why our Kiwi Savers have dropped, um, what that means for us, and whether or not that's something we actually should be worrying about. The information that I will be talking about and referencing comes directly from Amanda um, and she was on episode two I believe of this podcast which was what the fuck is KiwiSaver and why do we have it um, and she was on that podcast to sort of talk about what KiwiSaver is um, and how it works. So if you haven't listened to that episode I would really recommend probably listening to that one first and then coming back to this one just so you know you've got a grasp on all the terms and everything. It was really good and I've had like such good feedback on that one. Um, we try to keep it interesting for you so it's not boring. Um, so definitely listen to that one. Um, Amanda has a great grasp and just a calming way of talking about everything, which I appreciate. And why I chose Amanda to come on was because she is the head of communications and education at Simplicity. And Simplicity is a Kiwi KiwiSaver provider and it's my KiwiSaver provider. So um non-spawn this isn't sponsored um I'm definitely not big enough to even have a bloody sponsor at this point but um just so you know this is just me wanting to get simplicity a part of this because I'm a huge believer in their morals and ethics behind what they do if you want to find out more information about simplicity just hop onto their website they've got lots on there but basically they're a non-for-profit and they don't invest in companies and they don't invest your money in companies with significant exposure to fossil fuels, tobacco, weapons, um, you know, those sort of things. So you know that your money is in good hands and you can see directly where it's going, which is something I love as well. So yeah, we'll just be me today on the podcast, but um, we will be talking a lot about what Amanda has had to say, my opinions on everything and just have a general chat. Hoping to keep this reasonably short just so you don't get bloody bored out of your mind. Um, so yeah, let's just get into the facts. To preface the entire episode, I just want to start off with this quote, um, which I think is pretty relevant and will help us sort of understand where the idea of the episode is going. So this quote is by a Nobel Prize winning economist. Um, his name is Paul Samuelson. And he said that you should treat investing like watching paint dry or grass growing. If you want to rush, take your 800 bucks and go to Vegas. Um, and I totally agree with that 100%. You know, investing your money and expecting big returns is not going to happen overnight. It is going to be a slow, gradual process um, where you will see the ups and downs in the markets. Um, and if you want to risk a lot of money for a quick return, you know, take your $800 and gamble it away. Because you might win and you might not. Still a risk, um, but it's just going to be a lot quicker of an outcome that way. <laughs> so I feel like there are three sorts of people in the KiwiSaver situation at the moment. The first one being that you are in maybe a high-risk fund, like a growth fund, for example, and you've seen big drops in your KiwiSaver. So you've gone, shit, what am I, I going to do? And you've just switched funds down to like a balanced or a conservative fund, for example. 
the next type of person might be someone who you just don't even care. You don't watch the news. You don't check your KiwiSaver. You don't know what's going on and you really don't care. You're not worried about it at all. You just, you know, you're, you don't even want to know about it. Uh, and the final person would be someone who's seen it, seen the drop in their KiwiSaver gone uh, what the hell is happening and sort of freaking out, but you kind of don't know what to do about it. So you're just sort of chilling in the moment and hoping it all works out. I feel like most of us will be in that third category just because there's probably not a lot of background information on KiwiSaver itself and switching funds and all that. Um, I was definitely in the last category. I saw that mine had a drop and I was like, okay, um, I know that markets go up and down. So I'm just going to leave it for now and see what I can find out about it and make a decision later on if it, you know, if it means it's really going to affect me long term. I wasn't actually too badly affected in my KiwiSaver only because I haven't had KiwiSaver for a year yet. So I started my KiwiSaver like August last year, I think. And that's because I didn't even know what KiwiSaver was and hence the birth of this podcast. So um I wasn't too badly hit. I was in a growth fund, which is the high, one of the highest risk funds you can be in. So considering how much money I had in my KiwiSaver, I did lose a lot comparatively. But as a whole, I probably wasn't as bad as some people. I've heard of people losing thousands, um, tens of thousands. So yeah, I wasn't too bad in terms of that. So you will notice, depending on what fund you were, how sort of hard you were hit. Um, which is also just quite interesting to see as well. Cool. So the first thing I want to say and the first thing that we should be emphasizing here is that we shouldn't be alarmist, which means we shouldn't be freaking out about this at the moment. Investors, they take a long term, a long term view at things. Um, so they're not buying stock to then sell it the next day and make a profit. Um, just like when you enter into KiwiSaver, you're not expecting to earn double your money within a year. It really is a long-term thing that you're either using towards your retirement or towards your first home. If you have noticed um, quite extreme changes in your KiwiSaver fund and it is scaring you, it might be worthwhile to then continue to do a little bit more research um, and possibly upping your contributions into your fund um, so, you know, making that percentage a bit higher um, or you could open your own investment fund separate to KiwiSaver, you know, Sharesies, InvestNow, all of those platforms um, are really good as well. Or you might want to consider taking um, a break, so a savings suspension, which means that you stop contributions to your KiwiSaver for a temporary amount of time. If you've been in KiwiSaver for over a year, you don't need it to pro- you don't need to provide a reason as to why you want a savings suspension, and you can apply for it through the IRD website. Um, so even just do a quick Google of KiwiSaver savings suspension, and the uh, link to the IRD website will pop up, and you can apply through there if you really think that that's something you need. Again, probably worthwhile doing um, some research around that, or just listen to this podcast and gauge how your situation might be. Um, as I said before, and Amanda has also asked to just reiterate this, KiwiSaver is a long-term investment for all of us. So, you know, most of the people listening to this, including myself, we're in our 20s. Um, some of you might even be younger than that, but most of us will be in our 20s. So there's really no need to worry about it because we have a lot of time um, to recover from the losses that have just hit us in the recent weeks. And for people who hear the word like stock market and they're just like what? Their brain goes blank. Um, basically in the stock market, 
prices um, of shares go up and down all the time. So it, it happens all the time, except just in recent weeks, we're seeing an extreme drop in those prices, which therefore means the value of your portfolio in KiwiSaver, which is what all of your investments are worth in your KiwiSaver and what's making you the money and the, those dividends that are increasing over the years, the value of that portfolio has decreased, which means the value of your KiwiSaver goes down and you lose money because you can't sell shares for what you could a few weeks back. Um, this would be the exact same. If you know anyone who actually owns shares in companies or they do invest on the stock market, they'll be going through the exact same situation. If you had have bought Apple shares or what's one that decreased in New Zealand shares um, in recent weeks before COVID-19, you would have noticed that those shares have dropped dramatically in value. Um, and if you were to sell them now, you would be selling them at a loss. Um, I had a question from my friend on the One Up Instagram, uh, just saying if we were intending to use our KiwiSaver towards our first home deposit, will this be um, a huge hindrance to us in any way? And to that, I'd say if you still have nine plus years left um, in your KiwiSaver and putting it towards your first home deposit, then no, I would say it hasn't um, affected that and you will be able to recover those losses but um, if you are someone whose goal was to use that KiwiSaver fund towards their first home and you were on the cusp of buying your house or you were very very close to it at least uh, maybe within that nine-year mark um, then that is unfortunate and there has been that lesson in risk versus reward um, and that's also what Amanda has put here in her notes saying that many prospective buyers have put themselves in that high risk fund and they're chasing those high returns and it probably was good for a while but I think people forget to appreciate the downside possibility so if you're on a narrow time frame for buying you really need to make sure that you're aware of market volatility and how often um, and quickly the value of different investments can change. Uh, currently it's a very dramatic example of how quickly um, they can change but um, Amanda has also said that in December 2018 there was a dip in the market as well which left um, many potential home buyers disappointed so you know like I said dips happen all the time um, and this is a big one that everyone, everyone has noticed um, but I'm sure there will be more in the future and you really do just have to weigh out that risk versus reward um, thing and, and make sure you keep it in your mind when you're choosing which fund and do your research you know because you're playing with the money that you want to use in the future um, and you want to make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance to have as much of that as you can. <laughs> So following on from that, let's talk about something that will hopefully put this in perspective a bit more for you and so that you can understand what fund you're in, is it the right fund and how are you making the most of your KiwiSaver. So the suggested minimum time frame for investing in Simplicity's growth fund, which is a high risk fund, um, and I'm this is Simplicity's growth fund, but I'm sure you could apply this to if you're with your bank or other providers. So the minimum time frame for a growth high risk fund is nine plus years. So if you're in a growth fund like me, you want to make sure that you're going to be investing that money for at least the next nine plus years. Um, so that's something I'm going to need to think about. You know, in nine years, I'll be 30. Holy shit. 
in nine years I'll be 30 so you know will I be wanting to put it into a house deposit pre that point or am I using it for retirement uh, if that if I'm using it for retirement I've got a long way to go if I'm using it for a house deposit you know maybe I should look at switching down to a balanced or a conservative fund um, so the next recommended time is for a balanced fund so this is sort of in the middle but like medium risk and, and that is six plus years so if you're thinking of investing for the next six years and then putting it into a house deposit you know conservative fund might be a good choice for you I mean, sorry, conservative, a balance fund might be a good choice for you. So if you've got six years, balance fund. Um, and then moving to conservative, which is the low risk option, that is three years. So if you are maybe sitting at um, an age now where you think within the next three years you will be able to buy a house, um, then you probably want to be sitting in a conservative fund just so that you can ensure that those um, investments are safe and low risk um, and you don't run too big of a risk of losing a lot of that money because just to be clear there always will be a risk it's never no risk there's always a risk um, but it will be low risk and you will hopefully minimize the chance that you will lose a lot of that money so overall the point of those time frames um, are meant to minimize the risk while maximizing the returns in each fund. And to build on this point, I want to talk about switching funds um, because something that Amanda has brought to the light through um, her information she's provided me is that a lot of people saw it freaked out. Um, they were in a growth fund, they lost maybe $2,000 and they're like, shit, I'm dropping down to a conservative fund ASAP. And I just want to talk about why that might not be such a good idea. So what Simplicity have seen is that since there's been a drop in funds, a lot of people have um, they've switched from their growth to conservative. So they've switched from a high risk to a low risk fund straight away. When you do that while prices are actively plummeting, you end up crystallizing your losses. So crystallizing your losses means that the losses become realized which means the losses are now set, essentially. They um, are confirmed. You have lost that money because you are now selling those shares at a lower price and you have lost money on that investment. Whereas if you would have stayed potentially in the growth fund and the high-risk fund, you have not yet lost that money because you're still invested in those shares and therefore have the opportunity to make that money back eventually. Because as I mentioned before, the markets actively rise and fall all the time. So I hope this is making sense to you guys and you're sort of making the connections through. I'm trying to put it sim as simply as possible because when I first looked into this, I had no idea what they meant, like crystallizing, what the hell. So um, yep, just hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, please message me um, so that I can know to improve for next time, but also so I can explain it to you. Um, and I'm happy to help anyone out if they need. So yeah, basically Simplicity is just saying that history has shown markets eventually do recover. So it's not a matter of if they'll recover, it's a matter of when it will happen. Um, and that is the whole scary thing about this pandemic is that no one knows when it'll be over, um, when people will start to feel better and not be sick, when the markets will return back to normal or when they'll start rising again. Um, it is just a big bucket of uncertainty, which um, is not good for those of you who don't like when you uh, when things are uncertain. And I'm one of those people I like to know what's going on. I like 
I guess to sort of be in control of my own life and at the moment it can feel like you're just not in control of what's going on and you're not in control of your money and you're not in control of your health and it just it does get overwhelming so you know don't feel alone or bad if you do find that it's overwhelming you um again feel free to reach out I love talking to people as per (laughs) the start of this podcast so um yeah I just want to also add that and not to feel like no one is going through through it because I think one of the most comforting things right now is to know that everyone is going through it your neighbor the guy down the road your sister your granddad you know everyone's going through it um and you're not alone So the point of talking about how markets recover is because a lot of people who have moved straight into those conservative funds from a high risk will wake up eventually to find that the markets have gone up again and people's growth funds who stayed there um, are now back up and earning money again like usual, usual, whereas um, their conservative fund has cost them money in the end. Again, you know, this is all relative to how long you will be staying in KiwiSaver um, and your personal situation. So make sure you try and adapt it to that as well. Another quote on Simplicity's website, which I really like and also might just be a simple way of adding a bit of context, says that it is time in the market, not timing in the market, that will bear fruit for the patient investors. So again, it's being here for the long run um, rather than the moment or the time you get in. Um, So you just want to keep that in mind as well. For some people, I assume that this will be a minority listening to this podcast, if any. But for some of you, it might be worthwhile switching down um, to a conservative fund. Again, it is all relative to your situation and your circumstances. So do make sure that you do a little bit of research and, um, you know, get opinions from everywhere because you can't be too sure just asking your aunt or your uncle or your mate's friend or you know whatever you want to make sure that you get well-rounded opinions and then you know you form your own one from that based on your own life. If you sort of listen to this and you're thinking okay I don't really know which fund I should be in still um, I would go to sorted.org.nz Um, which is a really good website. I actually did put it in something to do as a bit of isolation entertainment if you want some education, just because it's it's just such a good website. It's government run. It has heaps of tools, you know, budget planners, all sorts of things on there, um, resources that can help you out. But they've got a risk profiler. Um, So you can go in there and basically put in your sort of situation um, and it'll come out with what risk Um, you know, you're willing, what appetite for risk you have and um, what fun you should be in. So those sort of tools are really helpful. So the overall advice from Amanda um, is basically to not freak out. (laughs) Don't obsess over daily market movements. You know, you want to use this as a review period. Um, Get yourself better educated on KiwiSaver and just, you know, things that you're wanting to know about in general. And focus on keeping yourself and your loved ones well, you know, during this time because you don't know who could be struggling with just the everyday thing. Cool. I think I'll stop it there just so it's not too long. Um, If anyone does want me to do a part two to this and maybe explain things a bit further, let me know. Although I do think that was a good basic overview of just the key information. Um, I guess a little disclaimer just so that everyone um, is aware I'm not a financial advisor um, 
And Amanda, although she is extremely knowledgeable, um, she's not providing advice either. So this is just general um, information about the current situation. Amanda does recommend that if you are looking for professional financial advice, you know, seek out an authorized financial advisor who comes well recommended um, and who charges you a fee and is not commission based just so it can avoid any bias on their part. Um, And my final words would just be, you know, keep calm. Money does come and go. Um, It flows in and out. It shouldn't be something that rules our lives. Um, The main priority right now should be keeping inside um, and making sure you are staying safe um, and protecting the country, you know. Don't be an idiot. Stay inside, follow the rules so that we can all get out of here um, soon and safely. Where I will go from here will be I'm going to take a look at whether I'm going to be in KiwiSaver for the next nine plus years or not um, and whether or not I should be switching funds eventually or whether or not I'm using that money towards retirement. Um, But overall, I'd say for most of us, um, the safest option would just be to leave it where it is um, and look into the different funds if you're wondering. Otherwise feel free to talk to me or email Simplicity. They're really good at helping. Or just email your bank, talk to whoever your provider is. Um, They will be more than willing to help you, I'm sure. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you did get through to the end of this, I really appreciate it. Like seriously, it means so much to me that people actually give a shit about what I have to say and what other people have to say. Um, I do try and get people who I genuinely think are knowledgeable and have well-rounded holistic opinions on things. I appreciate it if you're on Apple, you know, subscribe, leave a review and a rating. If you're on Spotify, feel free to follow and please give me any feedback or recommendations you have. I'd love to hear them and I really do appreciate anyone who engages with the content online um, all through here. So thanks again, guys. Have an amazing isolation. Stay safe um, and I'll see you over on the socials probably. Cheers, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project and I'll catch you on the next one.